then you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, everybody's. Uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey. My name is Sam. We are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. Before I introduce you to Mandy, I just want to talk about a couple of things that are going on in the OMJ world. Actually, at the time that this airs, we'll be, we'll have just gotten back from Long Island, mm. which is so fun. So all kinds of stories for you coming up uh, next week. Um, I actually cannot wait to share what the stories are, even though I have no idea what they are yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Um, but I do want to say, uh, coming up, so this is airing. <clears throat> next Monday. So I believe it's two weeks from today. Uh, or maybe it's a week. I don't know. It's June 5th. June 5th is the week. day that it's launching. It'll be a week. Yeah, it'll yeah. be a week. Mm-hmm. A week today. Um, the Successful Projector is launching and I am so excited about this. Uh, it's been something I've been thinking about for a really, really long time. Um, as a projector, it's a container hosted by projectors for projectors um, in helping us decondition from the world that we've been conditioned to live in, which is a generator and man-gen world. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go look up your human design. You can literally just type in my human design chart and you'll find a bunch of websites you can punch in your information. You'll find out if you're a manifester or a generator or a manifesting generator or a reflector or a projector. Um, so if you're any one of those, if you are projector, this club is for you. Uh, we're going to have, um, uh, guest speakers that come in once a month that are embodied projectors or human design coaches, experts that are going to help us each month with one thing that can help us decondition, uh, from the world that we live in. Um, Skylar is going to bring her energy healing techniques. I'm going to do channel guided uh, meditations. It's just going to be a really fun, uh, rich, healthy, supportive group mm-hmm. in order to encourage our fellow projectors to get into alignment. Um, so I would love, love, love to see you in there. It launches a week from today. All the information is going to be in the show notes. I cannot wait for this thing to launch. It's one of those things, right? Like with OMJ, the thing that we talk about all the time is like operating and giving your gifts, Mm -hmm. right? Like operating in a way that highlights your gifts. And for me, this feels like that. Yeah. Like I get to be around other projectors. Mm -hmm. We get to see each other, hear each other, lift each other up, support each other, learn, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're all going to benefit so greatly from this. And I'm just like... I'm pumped. Like the reason I've created this is because I couldn't find it. Right. Right. I, was gonna, I think that's the most important. I think that's the fun part. Is yeah. That you wanted this for yourself. Yeah. I went and, and looked for it and I couldn't, couldn't find, find it. Anything, so you created it yourself. Yeah. Like, like, it's really cool. Okay, guys, like, let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. meet up and, you know, like, what is it? Learn that, from embodied projectors. Yeah. It's like, too. get in, bitch. We're going shopping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we are going to up level. We are going to, because the aligned version of a projector is success, mm-hmm. right? Which is mm-hmm. why we call it the successful projector. But like, let's get successful. Mm-hmm. All of us. Mm-hmm. Isn't that so exciting? Yes. So we're all going to do it together. Can, yes. I can't wait for you to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, yes. So I am not shamelessly. I am confidently plugging that because I am so pumped about it. So mm-hmm. get in on the action. If you are a projector, let's go. Um, and so now I'm going to introduce you, reintroduce you to Mandy. It's Mandy. 
It's Mandy, folks. Do you remember Mandy? Mandy if Morris. You're a long-time listener, you will remember Mandy. She's back on the show. Mm-hmm. It was so... It's like... We've only talked to her that one time, but having her back felt like an old friend. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, like it was this comforting feeling. And the irony of that, it's not irony or coincidence. It's she, she says like, in case you haven't, no one's told you today, I love you. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's the energy that she, that she brings. I think this is really important to mention. So Mandy is famous for her loving energy. Yes. She's like, like people say that a world to her famous love energy. Yeah. And it's how she manifests. Yeah. It's how she works with people. It's like that's like, literally her book. Her first book is love. It's how I manifest. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like literally that's what it's called. That is the vibration that she uses yeah. daily yeah. to live. Like yeah. that's how we all should be doing it. But yeah. it's, I think she, it's like she kind of discovered something that she's like hey you know this love thing works yeah and she just has anyone noticed how powerful the love vibration is yeah. it's really intense yeah yeah that's i feel like that's her claim to fame yeah is the love vibration absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely but let me reintroduce you to her manny morris is the founder of authentic living an educational organization that has more than three million students in over 80 countries with both online and in-person courses designed to help individuals rewire their mind heart and energy for total abundance in all aspects of life in addition to her first book love it's how i manifest mandy has recently published eight secrets to powerful manifesting how to create the reality of your dreams this new book provides practical guidance to those seeking to transform their lives through manifesting drawing from her personal experience and research mandy teaches readers how to harness the power of their thoughts to create the reality they desire Mandy's science and love-based methods for creating instant and lasting change have been studied, taught, and used all over the world by therapists, counselors, and coaches. Currently, her certified practitioners practice globally. Mandy has conducted research in Norway on psychosomatic health issues and developed a communicative therapy methodology to address flawed beliefs. She has also worked in Scandinavia and the U.S. to study how an individual's brain patterns changed throughout their communicative therapy methodology, which focuses on getting to the root of a flawed belief to eliminate the symptomatic issues. Mandy works with childhood programming, sabotaging beliefs, trigger management, abusive relationships, trauma, the science of manifesting, and the law of attraction. She resides in Colorado with her husband and soon-to-be three sons. In case no one has told you today, she loves you. Mm. I love it so much. Uh, Mandy's book, um, The Eight Secrets to Powerful Manifesting, that's how she came on the show last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really, really good book. Mm-hmm. Like if you're new to manifestation, it's really great. Like break it down. Yeah, it's a great foundational manifestation book. Yeah, mm-hmm. step by step. Um, so yeah, we talked about manifestation stories with her. She's currently pregnant, even at the time of this recording, but she's 36 six weeks i think right now mm-hmm. so she's very close to having her third boy mm-hmm. how cool is that so cool. um and she and i both had um such interesting stories to tell because we both have three boys and we both experienced a miscarriage within the same time frame yeah like last year and then got pregnant again really soon afterwards like mm-hmm. and she talks about that mm-hmm. um so it was really like really personal really vulnerable really beautiful conversation with Mandy, it was, I don't know, another one of my favorites. I mean, Mandy's just, she's a real MVP. <laughs> it's just so nice to have her back on the show. 
Um, is there anything else you want to say before I no? I just, get to Mandy. Yeah, the only thing that you know, I, I already said it. I just feel like she's the love. she's love. Mm-hmm. She's love personified. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the love. Here's Mandy. Enjoy. Hello, Mickey here. I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I have been developing on my journey. If you have been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, there was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I, I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah. They really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy, ask your higher self what you need to hear, and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling, M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling. Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. Mandy Morris is joining us back on the OMJ podcast. Oh my God, Mandy. I am, I'm so excited to have you back. And I want to tell you something, actually. I'm not sure if I've reached out and told you this. I don't think I have. Your episode was our one of our top three episodes of 2022. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I know that people listening right now are just as excited to have you back as we are. Thank you so much for agreeing to come back on the show. Um, We're just so excited to have you here. Absolutely. I was looking forward to it. Good, good. So I'm, I just like catch us up because I just said to Sam, our episode released on April 25th last year, our episode with you. So it's been a year, a year since we've spoken and a lot has happened to both of us (laughs) in kind of a you guys up too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Kind of on similar trajectory. So tell us, tell us all the things what's going on with you. 
Oh gosh. Okay. I'm the worst at this because I think about 10,000 things at once. The short version, as we were just talking about, um, I'm pregnant. So no! giving um, which is really cool because I know we'd kind of briefly talked about it in the last time that we had spoke last year, I had went through a miscarriage and lost our daughter. So that manifestation was so incredible. I feel like I should share it really quick. So I think I had shared. Take your time. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. That's what, that's what we're here for. <laughs> so originally um, with the miscarriage, that, that pregnancy was a very, conscious and a very tunnel visioned manifestation. I wanted to get pregnant. I was pregnant two weeks later. It was like a perfect pregnancy. It was going to be my first girl, you know, all of these by human standards, so perfect, so amazing, all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And so, as I had said, I got off of um, good morning, Arizona, and then, you know, went to our ultrasound and found out that um, she didn't make it. And went on this incredible journey, all this stuff. And so fast forward to, I think it was maybe like this summer, towards the end of the summer, later that year. So, you know, last year, basically, after I talked to y'all, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we can get pregnant again. And I found myself white knuckling it being like, I must get pregnant. It's got to look this way. And my poor husband's like, what's, what's happening? What are we doing here? You know, like, is this even the right thing? And, um, and I didn't get pregnant when I wanted to. And so right after that, when I realized I'm not pregnant after trying for like a month, you know, cause normally you set the intention, it's right there. Or so I thought, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I surrender. That's the lesson here. Like I, I am trying to white knuckle a creation of God. What am I? That's (laughs) so true. What a great, yeah. Yeah. So I completely surrendered it. And I was like, maybe I'm going to have two boys and that's going to be, and that's perfect. And I, and I just, it was such a, like a peacefulness that came over me and a total surrender. Boom. Got pregnant right away. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. two weeks later, I was like, okay, all right. I get it now. So I'm pregnant. That's one of the things Um, I decided to write another book. It'll (gasps) be releasing. I know. Hey house is like, so what are we going to do? I'm like, all right, I got something in me, but it's not all about manifestation. It's, I don't even know how to explain it yet. I'm so unbelievable. Like it makes me cry when I read it. So I'm like, this is, this is a pretty wild book. I'm so excited for it. Um, but it'll be coming out, I think probably March or April of 2024. So I'll be bugging you guys. I was going to say, we'll book in a year's time. So excited. Yes. Yes. That's pretty much it. I mean, of course, life and and growth Mm. and all of the magical things, but those are, I would say like the big Humanistic ahas, at least, and mm-hmm. new spiritual growth that's been happening. Yeah. Happens. There's so much similarity to our timelines. Yeah. Because I had such a similar experience where we spoke about, so your miscarriage had happened, you said a couple of months prior the last time we spoke, and mine had happened just a month prior. And we were, we were talking about how, what we've learned with this manifestation world, it's not just about manifesting stuff. It's about like self development and the way you perceive the world and your vibration and your triggers and all of those things. And so, um, I, I got pregnant a month after that conversation. What? Yeah. (laughs) See, (laughs) it's crazy, but it was. It was the same, the same thought process of like, I just had full trust in the universe. I was like, all right, well, if not now, then later, I guess, I don't know. Like it was just, I was not holding any resistance to my body or my womb or anything. I was just like, well, I guess we're just cleaning house in there and we're getting ready for 
another soul to come in. It's fine. And then like literally a month after our conversation, I was pregnant. Like actually though, because I found out on the 28th of May mm-hmm. after I'd gone on a bender of drinking wine and eating oysters for like four straight days. <laughs> I, I think I was literally, when I found out I was pregnant, I was drinking a glass of wine and I was like, you know, I think I should take a test. I was like, I feel like I might be a little bit past and I take it. And I'm like, I completely forgot I'd take it. I'm just sitting there on the couch enjoying a glass of wine. And then I'm like, oh gosh, my queen right. lady's going to see this test in the bathroom. So I run up and I'm like, Whoa, what? Oh, that's such a fun way to find out. That's great. Oh, I love that. That's what happened with our second. I took the test and ran out the door. Was like, oh, it's, I'm sure it's fine. And Mason comes home from work and he's like, what is this? I was like, I don't know. It's, it it was probably, I just assumed it was going to be negative. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't make it a priority. And then, took six more tests and was like, oh, I guess this is the thing now. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. And I love that it's three, like we both had three boys. I know. What the heck, man? I, that's what I say. I'm like, I must have enough feminine energy for the whole family or something. That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I think too. I'm like, I guess these men want to come in and be raised by a feminine, like super feminine, woo woo, like mama. I don't know. And I, I know I I'm up for the challenge for sure. And I also have this thought, I'm like, I kind of love the idea that like, I'm the queen. (laughs) It's true. It's so true. You know, it's so funny. It was a couple of weeks ago. We were, I I make dinner, you know, of course, and I'm making everyone their plates, or I think this was breakfast actually making everyone their plates. And my mom was in town and she's sitting down with my oldest and she's like, you're not eating your, your breakfast. Like, you know, it's getting cold and all that. And he's like, I'm waiting for mom. So the boys have been watching their father for so long. I didn't even realize it. They won't eat until I'm sitting down and I have the first bite. And I was like, one, my husband is amazing for teaching this to our kids without even me realizing it. And two, wow, I feel so honored for me being able to feed them and they're honoring me. It was such a beautiful thing. And I was like, this is why I have boys. Okay. Yeah. And like, I, you forget when they're little or I forget all the time when they're little, I'm like, they're all going to be like men. Bigger and then I'm going to be taller than me. And I'm going to be surrounded by these men who just want to love and take care of their mom, you know, like that. I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Have you read that book? What is it? It's, um, I'll love you forever. I'll like you for always. As yeah. long as you live that one, I'm like, I read it to all my boys because I'm like, someday you're going to be rocking me, you yeah. know? <laughs> and they love, my boys love that book. They yeah, love it's it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, I love this. Listen to this mom talk. Um, <laughs> so, But I mean, it's so interesting. I love the similarities. Like we're, we're both like on that same track with three boys. I just think that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, not a coincidence in my opinion. Um, okay, so I want to I wanna know about... like how you've evolved in the last year with your knowledge and understanding of the laws of the universe of manifestation, because I know obviously you've written that one book, you have this new book in you, right? We're all growing and evolving. And I mean, Sam and I alone, we've had some aha moments within the last month or two Mm -hmm. that are like, even last week, I was like, I was like grabbing a piece of paper and a pen and like writing stuff down, like understanding this whole world from a new lens and a new perspective. So I'm just curious, like how you've grown and evolved in the last year. Oh my gosh. In so many ways. And I think a big thing has been in, I tend to hermit. So I tend to stay, you know, within myself and I learn best that way because I don't want all these external factors that influence it per se. 
But a lot of the work that I've been called to has been with a lot, it's been this way for years, I guess, but even more so because of the global climate has been a lot of world leaders, a lot Mm -hmm. of celebrities in crisis, a lot, you know, just a lot of folks calling on my husband and I, um, you know, for service. And the more that I've seen that, I've tapped in a little bit more to um, the humanistic components of what's going on globally, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And as crazy as it all seems, uh, you know, this is just my perspective on life. I'm like, this is so beautiful Mm -hmm. what is coming through because what is happening globally is literally the, the further manifestation of what is collectively going on in our consciousness on this planet. But I've also, and I'm going to get really woo-woo here, I've also noticed that there is a dimensional difference between it. So for example, um, I've been really, really hot to trot on and I've been having dreams about it once on, I call it changing the channel, I guess is the easiest way to say it. Mm. Because I think, you know, vibration continues to be kind of a new agey thing unless we're going, you know, quantum physics, we're talking about it from that way. And so I've been telling a lot of folks, I'm like, The things that you desire, it's not like you just pluck this one thing out of your reality or into or out of your reality, let's say, and you pull it towards yourself. Like, for example, when I met my husband, it wasn't like, I'm just going to take him and then just set him into my current life. No, he didn't match the vibration of anything that I was living in. So the entire environment changed with him. He was the first representation of it and he was what I wanted most. So I was willing to elevate vibrationally, but ultimately the whole channel changed. And Mm -hmm. so I've noticed, you know, there's a a little bit more of an understanding as human consciousness is raising. I mean, we're waking up and when there isn't love involved Mm -hmm. in the waking upness, it gets a little scary for everybody. But I'm like, no, once you put the love into it, like you see what's really happening and it's really beautiful. But you can change that channel and elevate yourself vibrationally to where everything that you want already exists there. But we have to be able to change that channel and do it on even a collective level. And so I remember driving one day. This is where it really solidified. I had this really weird feeling of dread. Like I was like, am I going to get in a car accident? And I just felt like one of those weird moments where I was like, this isn't like a weird mommy fear or random anxiety. It felt very vibrationally true, if that makes sense. And I was like, no, it's not going to. I'm going to change the channel. And I stopped and I, my husband was driving so I could close my eyes. And I stopped and I closed my eyes and I said, I'm changing the channel. And something, I'm still trying to figure out how to teach other people to do it. But something drastically shifted the entire energy of the space. And I opened my eyes and I knew without being, you know, unfortunately, I don't know how to, you know, show the proof of this as of yet, but I knew that I had shifted into, we could call it a different dimension, a different reality, a different vibration. I switched the channel and I wasn't on the channel in which that existed anymore. And so in the past year, I think there's been a lot, you know, preluding up to that, that I've been seeing it's just a different conversation. We're saying the same thing that we've always said about manifestation, but we've got to say it in more ways because more and more people are waking up, but they come from different backgrounds and different programming and different, you know, beliefs and so forth. But ultimately we truly are going to the same place, which is moving into, if we so choose, literally wherever we put our energy, if we so choose, we're moving into a new dimension, a beautiful one at that. And so It's really cool seeing how some of the world is still programmed to be like, no, I need to turn on the news and I need to focus on this and I need to be stressed out about it and I need to be hurt and sad about it. And I need to accidentally lend my incredible co-creation power to it because my consciousness, my energy is now flowing to something I don't want, but I can't help but think about, right? Hello, fear. And we're starting to have these conversations of, 
No, it's not avoidance. There's a difference between, you know, dissociation and avoidance, but we are literally not giving our incredible consciousness to which we don't desire. We are focusing on what we truly do. And again, it's not avoidance. We still have to go through sometimes and heal internally, but there is such a a really cool conversation that's happening internally, I think, and it's starting to show up more globally that we're not going to keep staying in this space of feeding the fear because fear or darkness literally can't exist without the light. It has to feed off of the light and we are the light. And when we forget that we're the light, we feed into what we don't want, what, you know, what isn't harmonious to our truest frequency. But when we start negating that or transmuting it and healing it, beautiful things happen. And so I think the past year has really been that, like seeing this on a global level, teaching global leaders to just understand the concept. You know, it's not like here's steps one through 10 on how to do this. It's just, do you, can your consciousness access this vibration so that you understand it, you can pull it forth and then you can give it to the world in whatever way, you know, you so choose. I have so much, like, I'm literally writing things down. (laughs) It's a big one. I kind of went off on a lot there. I love this so much. And I'm like, I know you're not allowed to tell us, but I'm like, what global leaders are tapping into this global consciousness conversation? Cause like, I want to know, like, I I love that. Some yeah. really amazing people, really, really amazing people. Like that brings me so much comfort yeah. to know that there are these people in these powerful positions that are a part of this conversation. There's so many, like, I wish, I wish I, they just, a lot of them are like, leave my name out of it. Or some of them, yeah. you would, if I, <laughs> some of them I'd say, and you'd be like, are you kidding me? But some you'd be like, I don't know who they are, you know, I, so much. I know it's so crazy, but they want to be so quiet about it because yeah. that's, we work faster that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Least, yeah. Yeah. So, you don't yeah. need to tell us. I'm just pumped that they exist. Right. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I've said this before and I'll say it again. You don't hear these types of conversations happening in line at the grocery store. Right. right. So the fact that this is happening like underground is <laughs> like, oh, like, I'm it like is. so excited. And this is what I love about it too, is, I mean, there's people who can, you know, fight fights with technology. They can, you know, do it with power. They can do it with the laws. They can do it, you know, all the, and all that's great and right. And that's part of you playing the human game, but we're also playing an energy game. This is an, it, it, there's no war. I don't believe in that. There's no energy war, mm-hmm. but we're all playing an energy game. And ultimately speaking, the frequency of light, the frequency of love and awareness and consciousness, it, it trumps everything. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. You love that. Are you going to say something? No, I felt like you were. No. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm really digging this. Like mm-hmm. Sam. Yeah. I mean, the conversations that you and I have been having, I would say in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, what I've learned over the last few years, even is that we tend to have conversations with people and we're like, this is so weird that you're going through something like this. Cause I'm going, and we, we proved that in the last episode where you were both experiencing a miscarriage. Um, but that happens so often and I feel like it's happening again right now with us understanding the power of transmuting our energy from fear to the frequency of love, Mm -hmm. ease, relaxation, like just surrender, surrender, surrender has been coming up a lot, like really mastering how we can transmute that energy and like you doing it in the car, like making that shift in the car of you experiencing fear 
And in the, in a moment, you were able to switch that immediately so that you could experience something else, a higher frequency that obviously would lead you to a better experience in the car, (laughs) (laughs) but like overall in general. Yeah. It's like this conversation of transmutation, I guess. Yes. Better than I did. It's like, there's so much, you could look at it one way, right? As we always do. Oh, life is just falling apart. There's so much darkness in the world and all that stuff. And it's, again, there's such a fine line to be like, I understand there is darkness. I'm not running away from it. I'm not avoiding it. I'm not willing to not look at it. I'm going to look at it so much. I'm going to love it so much. I'm going to shine my light so much, raise my consciousness so much, whatever it is that it can't exist around me. It begins to transmute itself as well. It begins mm-hmm. to remember that it is light forgotten. You know, and that's yeah. at least yeah. my deepest yeah. belief is that the darkness yeah. isn't darkness. Like evil isn't evil. It is something that is completely forgotten that it is light. And we are here to remind it. We are far more, you know, us as in anybody who's not a bad person, I guess, you know, but we need to take back our personal power. It starts there and it ends there. And when we do that, Darkness literally can't exist, but if we are willing to love it, we will also help it elevate itself, transmute itself back into what it once was. And ultimately, we're bringing it back to a collective oneness, which, you know, it's not like we want to be like, oh, darkness, get away and separate even further. It's like, come with me. I love you. Let me heal you. Let me help you so that we can be whole, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I love this. I love how much this conversation has evolved in terms of the manifestation world of conversation, because, you know, it starts with how do you manifest blank? How do you manifest a partner? How do you manifest a house? But it's what we've realized and what we're, I mean, on our manifestation journey, right? Understanding what works for us is it's way more than that. It's about manifesting your new identity, like a new embodiment of who you want to become. And as a result, it, it, brings about these much more like like the the language that you're using that's larger consciousness oneness like it's it becomes more of a um not just what's happening within you and in your body and we, we're talking about it on a level of um what's the word nervous system regulating mm-hmm. your nervous system yeah. um so within your own body right to to shift channels to shift the way you're feeling in the moment but it directly feeds into this greater consciousness, this Mm -hmm. new evolution, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you'll see bumper stickers and stuff that it's like, it does begin with you. That's where it starts, right? You heal yourself, you heal the world, the world that came out funny. Um, (laughs) But it's, it's so fascinating to me that it's this, this direct correlation to healing whatever triggers that are happening in your body that is tapping into this greater consciousness. Mm -hmm. And clearly it's spreading to mm-hmm. global leaders, which mm-hmm. I'm not over. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just, it's that it's, I feel like, you know, when you meet someone who's really, I call it authentic, but they're just, they're so solid in who they are. And you've just, yes. it oozes off of them. You can't deny it. You're like, gosh, they just feel like a warm hug or you just, you get exactly what you, you know, you see. Yeah. And, and it just, it feels really good. I'm like, that's, that's what everybody's capable of. And I know what's the saying you, um, you sell them what they want and then you give them what they need. That's always been me where I'm like, okay, you want to talk about manifesting the Ferrari right. and you know, sure, sure. And that stuff comes along with it in its own way. But yeah. Yeah. my ultimate yeah. goal is the oneness, the, you know, transmuting the light, healing the trauma, remembering mm-hmm. that we are connected and seeing like the vastness of the universe again, because we've been so intentionally and unintentionally shut down and, and, you know, stuck in, in, in this 
really false perception of reality, but we believe it to be true. Therefore, it continues to exist. And, you know, I think when you you have to have your most basic needs met. And that's why I think most people start with manifestation thinking it is all about financial abundance right. or getting my soulmate. And those are beautiful things and they're meant for people. Absolutely. I have, the, I'm not saying that that's, that's bad. However, that's not where manifestation stops. That's literally right. where it truly begins. Yeah. You know? It's so true. Mm-hmm. It's like the, well, it's the surface level of wanting more. Yeah. Right. It's that surface level of like, I do want more things. I do want to experience, you know, A, B, and C. But in order to do that, it's a bit, like you said about healing parts of yourself that make that available to you in your consciousness to, to match that vibration to attract it into your life. Like yeah. it's not, it's not as simple as like follow these steps, although the steps are really, really helpful, but they're only helpful if you have a regulated nervous system. If you have this, like, you know, if you're calm in your body, when you think about the thing, it's going to be much easier to attract the thing. But if you're shutting yourself down left, right, and center, because you ask for something that you want, it's going to be much harder for it to come through. And we've seen like other teachers teaching about like affirmations and like all these other ways of like, it's like kind of like beating your ego down a little bit and being like, we're going to get this thing, right? We're going to feel this way. I am strong, you know, yeah. over and over I'm again. I'm going to feel grateful. <laughs> and your brain's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah. And your body's like, what are you talking about? Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm going to feel grateful. Yes. I remember a gal who I might've already said this before um, with y'all, but there was a gal who learned from me years and years ago. And she said, Mandy, when I met you, I stopped doing affirmations and I, and I'd never really talk about affirmations and mantras. I'll do them here and there, you know, there if, cause if you can feel the true frequency of the mantra or the affirmation, then it's very powerful. Yes. Yeah. But it's just most of the time we're like, I'm wonderful. I'm amazing. And our subconscious is like, no, you're not. So it just pulls us further from it because we're not vibrationally passionate when we say it. Right. That's right. When she had said, she's like, I don't do affirmations anymore. And I was like, that's interesting. Why? And she's like, because everyone had just taught me to do it. So I was just like robotically doing it, but there was yeah. no embodiment behind it. And, yeah. you know, big teaches embodiment. Like you have to embody the frequency in which you seek. And then it's just a piece of cake. But right. that's the hard part is getting to the frequency. And so I was like, yeah. that's really interesting. I think that's one of the many reasons that my work is like, we got to roll up our sleeves and do the damn work, right? We can't just yeah. mantra our way to a better life. Most of us have way too much trauma, way too many yeah. cool things to lean into and heal to be able to get to that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully said. Oh my God. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I just feel like it's such an important part of where we are currently with our manifestation journey because we've done so many things. We've read so many books. We've like been inspired by so many different teachers, but everyone has a different experience with triggers and trauma and an upbringing. And everyone is so unique in that, that code and that like blueprint. So like to give like a blanket, like, here's what you do. It's like, no, like there's so many different unique modalities. And I'm I'm grateful for all these teachers giving us the modalities, but everyone's going to have a unique formula in oh, how to yeah. heal themselves in order to even have space in their head for the manifestation steps. Yeah. That was a really big thing when uh, I was doing all that psychosomatic work clinically, people would be like, well, what's the root cause of uh, this particular illness? And I'm like, it's different for everybody. Every patient that came yes. in, had a different route. One was they had issues with their mom. One had issues with their, you know, they were sexually assaulted. Like, it's just, it's all different. Like we are, we're perfect snowflakes. There's some patterns, you know, in human psychology, but 
the reason that we are the way we are, there's intricacies to it. And we have to look at that. And that's why I feel like some of the best teachers give that wiggle room to be like, okay, you got to discover some things on your own, or you have to know that there's nothing wrong with you. If this process isn't working, it's that we need to expand it into more, you know, understandings of, of self, because ultimately the root could be different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're finding that like we're, we've, we're coming to a place now, I think where we're starting to develop our own formula that's working for both of us, which yeah. is kind of interesting. There's tweaks to it for sure. Um, but based on this like mixed salad of all of the different teachers, yeah. Yeah. right? We're like, okay, we're pulling this from this book and this from this and this from this. And oh, this is what's working for us. And maybe our formula, people can take sections of that and make their own formula, you know, like oh. it's, that's kind of the whole, the whole shtick, the whole game. Are you gonna say something? Well, actually, I mean, I feel stronger about it than that. Good. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I feel like, I feel like, um, I feel, oh God, look at Mandy's water. Look at what that's epic. Look at that. Uh, like a big glass. It's a glass. Like a big. I wish the people could see it because mm-hmm. it's it's like a giant. How would you describe that? It says it's twelve fifty or fifty. I don't know what how many milliliters or liters, but it's a big old thing. Mm-hmm. It's a big glass jar. But you need it when you're, when you're pregnant, breastfeeding, yeah. and like it's constant. Sorry, yeah. Sam. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's I was okay. like, that's epic. Um, no, I was just going to say that I feel that you know we're we've. Uh, I'm working out right now, Mandy, on this technique for transmuting energy in your body. And I feel that it is adaptable for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's just Only for me. Right. I feel like everybody can use it. And it's, it's designed so that you can use it your own way. I love you it. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I want yeah. to say. I don't no, want to just exciting. say it. I, yeah. I don't think it's just for us. I think it's for right. lots of people. Yeah. Well, and it's... what. The way I, the reason I said it's just for us is because we finally found something that works yes. for us, and mm-hmm. we're like, oh my god! And it's an amalgamation of listening to other teachers and books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're coining it the alignment method, uh, but it's and at the time of this recording, we're doing the course where we're teaching it this coming Sunday. But by the time this comes out, it'll already be out, so you can purchase it. That was like a little congratulations! Plug. Yes, oh, yeah. we're so excited. The course is called Aligned. We're pumped. Um, okay, so. I want to know if you have any fun manifestation stories because last time you had a kick-ass one with this woman and like Oracle cards and it was like, yeah, it was oh like a mystic that you spoke to uh, and the, with the butterfly, the but yeah, it was really oh cool. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, the butterfly story. That one was nuts. Okay. Let's see. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. What I've told you and I know what I've told you and what I haven't. And you ask someone with ADHD for one thing and then like 20 things come into their brain. But I love it. Um, Share them all. Share all your stories. Right? Like, <laughs> we got time. Did I, t- well, I could tell you an older one. Did I tell you guys about this one's kind of a story on courage, I guess, or taking bold action? Um, when I moved from I like Dallas to Laguna, did I tell you guys that story? How I moved? I don't know. Did you? Okay, don't- let's just start. Let's just see what happens, right? Okay. And you can <laughs> interrupt me if you're like, wait, 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 we've heard this one. <laughs> So back in the end of 2017, this is one of my favorite ones because it's got such talk about what we were just saying. It's a smorgasbord of things that I kind of pulled together and I was like, whoa. So ultimately, if I had to call it one thing, it was I followed the breadcrumbs. I followed the Mm -hmm. intuition and I surrendered. And surrender has been one of my biggest lessons for the past two years. It's just like, stop trying to control it. 
surrender it. Did you surrender? Surrender. It's just showing yeah. up. Everywhere. Yeah. So, and even back then. So at the end of 2017, I had done what I call set it and forget it manifestation. I had written in my journal that, um, my son, my, my, at the time boyfriend, but you know, now my husband, uh, and my son was my bonus son. So I didn't ha- I wasn't pregnant, didn't have any kids of my own at the time from that, you know, stance he's born from my heart. I say, mm-hmm. and I said, and our new baby is going to move to Laguna beach next summer. Now, there was no reason that could happen. There was a lot of humanistic reasons why it could not. Um, a part of it being that my bonus son couldn't leave the state of Texas. Like there was just all these, you know, humanistically, you'd be like, why don't even try? Like, don't, it's a pipe mm-hmm. dream. And, you know, don't think about that stuff because it's just going to make you sad. Now I had moved to Dallas a little bit out of obligatory energy because I wanted to, of course, be with my boyfriend, now husband, and he was acquiring, custody, you know, full custody of his son and all this stuff. And so I was like, I got to be, I got to be this kid's, you know, mom in this way. And that's what I'm doing. And that's the right thing to do. And so anyway, I'd written that and I'd forgotten all about it to the point where I had signed, we didn't own a house in Dallas. I'd signed another lease, um, like towards the beginning of that summer, completely forgot about, you know, anything about any of that stuff. So I had just finished 10 days of serving in Sedona, Arizona. It was a very long trauma healing event. Um, and so I was whooped. And so my, we went back to Dallas and my husband's like, I'm just calling him my husband instead of saying husband, then boyfriend, da, da, da. Mm. So my husband's like, you are like really whooped. So why don't we go to Laguna beach, stay at your favorite resort. It's where you love to clear your energy, you know, just kind of like let's reduce so that it doesn't take us two weeks to reduce. It takes us two hours. And I was like, ah, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. you know, so he just basically throws us on a plane and we go. So we get to Laguna and we're in our, you know, this wonderful resort. It's right on the water. It's just beautiful, but everything is going wrong. There's like the, these people who are having a grand old time till like 4 a.m., you know, right above us, which never happens. This is a, you know, it's a nice resort. Normally someone would come and be like, hey, you guys need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. It just nothing was working right. So I'm sitting there and again, I'm tunnel visioned and I'm like, mm, this is so frustrating. Like, why is Laguna kicking us out? You know, cause I'm still in that <laughs> mode of like helping everybody transmute all of their stuff from the past 10 days and just all this junk. And so, um, I turn it into just attacking my poor husband and I'm like, I'm going to go walk by myself. This is in the morning. Uh, cause I'm trying to pick a fight with him and he's just not playing ball. So I'm like, I'm just going to go for a walk. So I go walking down PCH and I start thinking about this story I had heard. And I always, um, I feel like I butcher his name. Have you guys heard of the, he's a spiritual teacher of sorts named Mushi? No. no. Okay. He's really cool. Um, he's fun to listen to because he's just got this really great voice as well. But he mm-hmm. tells this story. I'm going to butcher it, but I'll, I'll make it a little bit more condensed about this guy who's trying to reach enlightenment. And, and I'd heard this story years ago and I just thought of it when I was walking down PCH. And this, this guy is trying to reach enlightenment and he loses his kids. He loses his wife. She cheats on him. He loses his job and he's just chill. He's just like, okay, like, I hope that this man can love my wife better. I hope that, um, you know, my children are happier in this new situation. I hope that they find a better, like just nothing can rattle him. So in essence, he's kind of moving towards enlightenment because he's vibrationally unrattled is how I see it. Right. And so he ends up just wandering because he has no home, no family anymore. Right. He ends up wandering and he runs into this, um, like all these different monks. So he starts to live with these monks and he, so all he does is meditate all day long. So every morning he wakes up and he goes into this little Zen garden and he makes his little Zen garden perfectly. So, and then he sits on a rock and he meditates all day long until the evening when he goes to sleep. 
And so the way that Mushi or, you know, this gentleman shares the story is, you know, the, the demons, as he calls them, quote unquote, they're starting to get a little worried. They're like, this guy's getting close to enlightenment. We tried to take his kids away. We tried to take his wife away. Nothing's working. Like, oh, we can't <laughs> rattle this guy. He's going to get, he's going to enlighten soon. And so um, they, they're just paying attention to everything he does. And so they see every morning again, he wakes up, like there's just nothing that they can think of. One day he goes up and he does his little Zen garden and he goes and sits down and there's this beautiful tree that overhangs the Zen garden and, um, you know, where he sits. And all of a sudden this little twig snaps and it starts to fall and it goes on the Zen garden. So he's sitting there with his eyes closed and all of a sudden one eye kind of peeks open and he runs up, grabs the twig, gets it off of the Zen garden and re, you know, does his little Zen garden. And the demons go, we got him. So all the, the demons go and they start throwing all the sand everywhere. They totally ruin the Zen garden. This guy goes ballistic. <laughs> yeah, just completely ballistic. The moral of the story was, what's your twig? Right. What's the thing that's going to throw you off? Um, you know, until I see it emotionally, right? Our emotional yeah. frequency is so important. Yeah. So anyways, I'm walking and I'm thinking about this story. And I kid you not, it might still be there. I don't know. It was so long ago, years and years now. But I was on the left side of PCH, closest to the beach, and there is this. <laughs> so good. And Sorry, my mom's this, calling. Mom, stop calling. When, that's. I think my mom's called me like three times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mom's do, right. Yeah. And so I'm walking, and I look, and on the my left hand side in the storefront is this weird little sign that says Twig, and I'm <gasps> like, okay, no. So all of a sudden, my, you know, my tunnel vision of I'm just frustrated and I'm seeing everything humanistically and all that just kind of starts to melt away. And I'm like, I got to call my husband. So I call him and I'm like, hey, I think something amazing is happening because I'm realizing, oh, no, like I usually get triggered where there's a twig before something awesome happens. So I'm like, I think something awesome is happening. He's like, cool. I'm down at the coffee shop, you know, come, come with me, whatever. So I cross the street, go and find him. And we start walking and talking, having a really cool conversation. He's like, you know, it's odd. I didn't mention this to you. He's like, but I do feel like there's something really cool happening. And I had actually had a vision and you guys will talk with him in, in a couple of weeks or so. So you'll see his gifts are really crazy, but he had this vision that we saw a psychic. He's like, I saw a psychic or we were going to see a psychic while we were here. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. Again, I shit you not. We're walking to the right. There's a psychic. Like <gasps> 40 seconds later, I'm like, oh, we're Whoa. going in. So you just feel like the universe yeah. is firing it. Oh, it feels so good. So oh uh, we didn't go to that one because we we like intuitive readers more than, you know, psychics, I think is kind of like our jam. Yep. So yep. we keep walking and we find this place um, in Laguna Beach. It's called Chakra Shack. And uh, we actually now use this particular woman who gave us this reading in like so many of our groups and our events because she's just phenomenal. Um, but she, we go in there and Oliver's like, don't tell them anything. Like, you know, you want to make sure they're legit. So yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're not sharing anything. We're like, we just wanted to come get, you know, a reading and, you know, just see what happens. And she talked about a bunch of stuff, but she goes, you're really being pulled to the water. She thought we actually lived in Laguna, but like up in the hills or something. She's like, you're really being pulled to the water. But in order for that move to happen, and again, we didn't say we wanted to move. We had told her nothing at this point. And she goes, but in order to make that move, you need to release the guilt from the little boy. Mm. And I'm like, immediately I think of my my son, you know, my oldest son, bonus son, you know, all that. And I was like, that's my why that I wouldn't move 
is because what if he couldn't come? Like, what if the, you right. know, all of this, yeah. just these, yeah. these irrational fears and all that stuff. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's weird. And so she was like, full faith, surrender, you know, whatever she said, I can't remember. So anyways, we go back to the resort. We're sitting there in the room and I was like, I feel like I have to take massive action. I need to be courageous. I need to be brave here. We got to do this. So I ended up reaching out to the landlord that we had just signed um, a contract no. with you know, for like another two years or I don't know what it was, something like that. And I'm like, I know this sounds really weird, but we would love to move to California. Is there any way that we can, you know, just kind of cut our lease and all that stuff? And at the time it would just, it wasn't, he did not seem like the guy to do, you know, he wasn't like that. He would be like, no, or you'll pay me the whole year, you know, whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. He wrote back the weirdest thing because this guy is not, he's not a spiritual guy. He doesn't come across, you know, mm-hmm. like a guy who would say this. And he goes, I could never, I'm going to paraphrase it, but I, it's pretty much this. I could never get in the way of your destiny. Wow. And I was like, what is up? So, you know, I'm, <laughs> so, I'm so excited. I'm just so filled with like something amazing is happening. And so uh, we we decided we got to stamp this manifestation in, right? Because when we get back to Dallas, all the human stuff's going to come back, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like someone comes to an event or they experience a really cool program. Yeah. Like, but yeah. what do I do when I go home and I'm back mm-hmm. in my old environment, you know, all that yeah. stuff. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to start, you know, panicking and thinking, can we really do this when we get back, you know, to, to Dallas? So I was like, while I'm in this frequency, mm-hmm. this really really high frequency. I need to do as many things that stamp in this new reality as possible. So we said, we'll look at houses. We've yeah. got I think we're yeah. there for in a couple more days, not long at all. We look at a couple more houses. Um, long story short, I know I keep saying that we look at this house and Bogan Villas always show me that like, God's got my back. It's kind of like one of my little signs. And it reminds me of my purity and my, my, deservingness of abundance and beauty, mm-hmm. beautiful things. Mm-hmm. So we look at all these houses and you guys, you guys live in California? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you did. But well, in- it's, it's where I want to be. So okay. you're just okay. feeling well, that off of me. Yeah. You'll be there soon enough. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sitting there and Cal- some of the, especially Southern California, it, when you live in a beach town, the houses are kind of weird. Some are amazing and beautiful and some are kind of like funky. And at the time our budget which was actually a really great budget, but it was like, the houses were weird. They just looked kind of, you know, I was like, mm, that doesn't look very, no, I, you know, and I want an ocean view and all this stuff. And so um, we're like, gosh, well, that stinks. Like we haven't found anything. We'll just have to come back. You know, we'll look again, whatever it is. Now, again, I had completely forgotten about what I'd written about back in November of the previous year. So um, we are literally about to head to the airport same day that we're going to get back on that plane and go back to Dallas. And the realtor calls and says, I got one more house for you. We go to the house. It is perfect. Mm. It is my house on the Hill, which was one of my manifestations. Yes, I, I remember I, this. I was yeah. It was yeah. not the house. It was the house on the Hill. I'm walking through the house. It's not even like fully in our budget. And I'm just like, this is so, oh my, it was the most beautiful house at that time. I now lived in more beautiful ones. But at the time I was like, this is just the most beautiful house I could have ever lived in. And it was just wonderful, perfect. I walk through the kitchen and the first thing I see, the whole window behind the sink is bougainvilleas. Mm. And I'm like, I think this might be it. So we get, you know, where we we leave and I'm like, I really like it, but it's not technically in our budget. You know, like I don't think that we can splurge. It was quite a bit out of our budget. Technically. I was like, I don't think we can splurge. And I was just thinking about it. And I was talking about it with my husband, the realtor calls and says, 
the owner is going to give it to you for debt. We had never even asked. We didn't ask for a discount. We didn't ask for anything. And he just said, hey, the owner said, if you move in in the next, you know, 30 days or whatever, they're going to give it right at our price range. I mean, it, wow. they, it was a lot of money that they took off. And I was like, what? Are you <laughs> kidding me? I'm like, this is just one thing after another. But we were taking such bold action. It was literally like the universe was like, so you want to play? And I was like, I'll play and I'll play hard. And with the, the rewards were huge. Oh so we moved. It was like two weeks later, we started the moving process. <laughs> Before the end of the summer, we were in our new home in Laguna Beach with our bonus son. The most crazy story in and of itself that he was able to move with us. Everything worked out so perfectly. Wow. So that's that's one of my my fun stories. I love that story. A whole lot to it. <laughs> I really love We haven't that story. heard that one yet. I'm so glad Good. you told us that. Yeah. I'm so glad you told us that too. I think this is oh, sorry. No, you, you go. You go. I think this is a really important story because the bravery, the bravery that is required required yeah. to like you get these hits, but then your logical brain goes, Well, that's silly. And then you 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 either forget about it or you back out or you self sabotage your way out or of it. Or you feel the fear in your body. Yeah. And right. You back off. And you're like, yeah. that's too crazy. Yeah. Not safe. It reminds me of, um, I remember talking about this with, with my husband as well. We were talking about anxiety and he's like, I think anxiety is just creative energy that doesn't know where to go or it's coming yeah. through a channel and it's not being utilized. And I was like, that's so true. Cause when you get, we'll just call it a ping from the universe, your higher self, you know, God, whatever, something beautiful is coming. You still have to take action. Yeah. So that boldness of, okay, I'm, you know, I want to create an incredible business. Well, now I got to be seen. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to move. Well, now I got to, I got to send the, the darn email or whatever. We yeah. Still yeah. Use something humanistically to make the manifestation fully settle in. Yeah. But that incredible frequency is all around us. It's just like, are you going to pick it up or not? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So true. Oh my God. That was so good. I love what I love about that story too is the importance of taking action when you're in that extremely high vibration. Mm-hmm. Like, and I loved hearing you talk about it because I I've had that feeling in my life mm-hmm. a handful of times. I would say that I can recall where I'm like, <gasps> like I feel the power of the universe behind me right now, and I honestly think that my my unregulated nervous system sabotaged it. Yeah. Cause it's like, this is too good to be true. You can't hold on to this. If you make decisions now, they're not going to pan out later. Like sabotage, 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 sabotage. And I like sabotage my way out of it. Yeah. Listening to you talk about it just now made me feel into that vibration. That, yeah. that, that, that vibration of magic, like mm-hmm. anything can happen. And coincidence after coincidence, like our trip to Salem was like that. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. it was like three days of like, what, what, what? Like all these coincidences happening and affirmations from the universe and signs. And it was just like, bang, bang, bang. It was after we went to an Abraham Hicks workshop and then we went to like psychic town. Basically we went to Salem and like, <laughs> We were with all these witches and they were all psychics. And like, it was just like one thing after another of the universe pointing to what was possible for us. And those psychics weren't wrong. Right. I, I, mean, I still have yours is a little bit weird, but you know, we were trying to manifest a house. We, were, we, were, we thought we were going to build one and mm-hmm. we had like these blueprints done up and da, 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 da. And they were like, no, the house is already built. And we're like, what? Okay. <laughs> like, like it's not it's not and they're yeah and we went to two different psychics at the same time and they both said the same thing which was really cool and they were like you know don't worry it's all it's all done the money's there don't worry about it and we're like 
okay they're like and it's gonna happen really fast and we're also like okay like there's no evidence of this whatsoever but it did relatively yeah it did happen fast yeah because when did we go to that october and we moved in a year later yeah 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 it was it It was crazy yeah yeah it's like when you're in that high frequency you have to stamp it in like do as many that's and I bet I bet my husband will talk about this too because he really like solidified it for me too is that when you're in a high frequency you don't just sit there and bask in it and maybe some people should say no just be in it and there's times I guess where that's true but for us I'm like where's my notepad we're gonna talk about it we're gonna understand yeah. it mm-hmm. we're gonna set some manifestations in motion we're gonna make mm-hmm. stuff happen because I know anything that comes through when I'm in this vibration is the only thing I want to listen to because it's divine guidance you know absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. I love the term that stands it in right like feeling into that space like abraham says milking it mm-hmm. right like you got to milk that vibration for as long as possible because it's so magnetic and powerful mm-hmm. yeah because it can sit here right our bodies are an antenna you know you're talking about the nervous system our bodies are an antenna so we're receiving and and giving out frequencies energy information all the time but if it just sits here without any action eventually it can turn into anxiety fear or it just simply doesn't think that we're a channel and so it goes away but when you pour it into the 3D, I imagine it coming in and then we just kind of like spread it out along the earth through action, through yeah, some yeah. type of like the human piece. This is why we are human. If we have right. some actions to do, man, that it, that stamping this in, it, magical things happen. Magical, magical things happen so quickly too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love this so much. Mm-hmm. I have one more question for you. Um, and I want to give you the option if you don't want to answer it, but um what I want to know is, you know, we're all constantly working on our quote unquote triggers, our, you know, what our shadows, whatever it is that is going to elevate us to the next level. And I'm curious what yours is right now. This one's an easy one because I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this, like the more biological processes that are happening within me. And so the biggest trigger I have is the fear of, of not giving birth but of having another child, like working through moving our family from two children to three, becoming a family of five. There's been so many beautiful things. And my husband's attested to this too, where we're like this new frequency as any child brings in this new frequency of moving to, it feels like a completely new family unit already. Mm -hmm. And I guess I wouldn't call it, maybe a trigger isn't the right word, but there are times where I feel like, whoa, this is going to be really cool and really crazy. So maybe it's a positive trigger in moments, mm. but like that biological part too of, oh my gosh, there's two, my, cause my oldest is 12 so, and he could practically live on his own. He's so self-sufficient. He's, you know, he's just a really cool kid in that sense, but I've got my three soon to be four-year-old and then a baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. How am I going to keep them safe? It's like a very physical safety trigger, which I think is a part of the hormones. And again, the biological piece, I know that's probably doesn't sound very good for manifestation, uh, or at least not in, you know, in alignment with what could trigger manifestation issues, but that's really the only thing, uh, being pregnant and just having this time where I really kind of leaned in has actually allowed for me to even better work on my triggers where I can, wow, I'm so self-reflective. And I'm, my husband even said it, he's like, you're so, um, just like aware of everything that's going on and you're such a rock. And I'm like, I just, everything just feels so good, you know? And when you're bringing in a new consciousness, I think it's when you're the vessel for it, that's just how it is when you're surrendering and leaning into it. So it's been really beautiful, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest thing would just be that weird, you know, the mommy trigger thing of, are the babies going to be safe? Is everything going to be okay? What's it going to look like? You know? 
Yes, I do know. I do know. <laughs> right? You do, for sure. It's just, I don't know. I mean, and this is, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm just a couple months ahead, but it's just like, it, it just, it, as you know, it's just going to evolve as it's supposed to evolve, right? It's again, it's another of that. I'm not, you know, trying to tell you what to do because you already know, but it's like the, the surrender. Yeah. Yeah. It's the surrender. Like you're just like, they're, whatever's meant to be will be and they will fit in as exactly as they're supposed to fit in. And I felt really fortunate this time around because with our second son, um, he was a very big surprise. And, um, our first was only seven months when I found out we were pregnant. So like, it was like, okay, we have two babies now. Like they are still in diapers and like, it was just, it was chaos. I look back on videos now and I'm like, wow, how did we do that? Yeah, you like have two babies. It was, how did we survive? How did we survive? Like they're, you know, one's just learning how to talk and the other one's learning how to eat. And like, it's just like, what are we doing? So now it's so different because they were so consciously aware, like there's a baby in mommy's tummy and the baby's going to come out and we're going to meet the baby and they want to be helpful with the baby and they want to help me like change his diapers. And like, they're so, it's so much fun because they genuinely love him and think he's like the cute, they, they literally call him cutie. Like they think he's the cutest thing in the world and they just, they're so excited that he's here. So that is like such a different experience yeah. my first experience yeah. <laughs> because George just thought Charles was like a pet or something like he did not <laughs> understand like this is your brother like didn't get it and then like basically tried to trip him and stuff and kill him in his first year but it was just like it's like this is too much too much competition it was yeah. wild it was yeah. wild but this yeah, time around see him as a human form no it was like a small blob he could <laughs> torture <laughs> They're, oh they're buds now, but like, oh yeah, my God, it was wild. So <laughs> anyway, that's my experience. It was, it's just really beautiful to see this new addition to your family through the eyes of, of your other kids. Cause they're just like, they just become obsessed. It's like, it's so fun. I so I hope you so have that experience too. Yeah. I think I will. I can tell with my little one. He's like, if the baby cries, I'm going to rock a bye baby him, you know? And yeah. Oh, I love he's already kind of jumping into that, but he's also like, so am I still a baby? You know, he's yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, of course. Of course you are. Yeah. Um, so I have, I lied. I have one more question. I loved this idea. <laughs> I loved this, um, the idea of like, you know, uplifting consciousness and what's going on on the planet. And I just want to know a little bit more about what you see for the future. Like, I'm just so curious based yeah. on perspective. I think... How do I say this in an eloquent way? I feel like you have to be eloquent. Yeah. I'm like, you I don't like the it. word divide, but because I just don't, you know, the human programming of some of the words that I might use. There has no, so my mom used to always say, like when I was a kid, she would say, Mandy, everything is a choice. And mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. And anything she said, I was annoyed with because, you know, I was your mom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. irritating. Yeah. And as I got older, there was, you know, the first, the the humanistic piece of everything in life is a choice, right? Like once I'm an adult, regardless of the traumas I've experienced, it's a choice to heal them, to lean into them, to become something, you know, that is not written by the byproduct of those things. And then I understood that in a more spiritual way. And that's kind of what I'm talking about here is that it feels like as, as it's been very evident, everyone is being given a very, to me, it seems really clear, uh, a choice, a choice to choose what reality they live in, um, what vibration they live on, what type of experiences they have. 
and all of the perceptions that fall in between there. But the choice is becoming very divided, um, very clear. Again, mm. clear, clear, clear mm. just keeps coming up. And so I believe personally, this isn't me as I burp. I burp I when I burp too. At the same time. That's weird. That is weird. (laughs) Sorry. Cool. (laughs) We're totally on the same wavelength. Yeah. Um, And I I really believe that not being overly, you know, uh, optimistic or anything. I'm not a, I'm really not a very optimistic person. I'm a very rational person. And I used to be very pessimistic, but I feel like everything works out. It always does. And Mm -hmm. it takes surrender to remember that, to believe that. And it's, it's so funny. It's like the chicken or the egg. I think that a lot of humanity is getting right now is it's not going to be most often, at least it's not going to be given to you first. And then you're going to believe it as I I can't remember who said this, maybe it was Wayne Dyer or something like you have to believe it. And then it comes Mm -hmm. and that couldn't be more true um, than ever right now. And so on a global level and with what is happening with human consciousness, it's a choice and something that I feel like I was put on the planet for, uh, and I was harped on, even though it sounded really silly and woo woo was the frequency of love. And I used to channel this years and years ago in the very beginning of you know my journey. And I would say, love is not the end all be all for humanity, but it's the next step. It's mm-hmm. where we need to go next. Mm-hmm. And I feel even more strongly about that, that it's not, it's not even like the frequency of love is enlightenment or the ultimate vibration, if you will, that we can, we can reach. But if most of the collective consciousness goes to the frequency of love or higher, you know, where we can start moving towards that instead of, you know, apathy and sadness and fear and shame and guilt, which we are dominantly vibrating on, which is why we see if the whole planet is dominantly low, you know, as a frequency, we're going to see famine, we're going to see war, we're going to see things we don't want to see, we're going to have, you know, really weird disasters and and so forth, which I could go on and on about my background with all my weird, you know, scientist friends who shall not be named, I guess. Um, but ultimately speaking, the consciousness is stronger than any of that. It's It's what created the technologies, it's what created that, you know, this, that and the other. And so as we wake ourselves up. It's not just about raising our consciousness and becoming aware because you can meet super aware, super intelligent people and they are effed up. Like they are super confused in life. They have no love in their hearts. They're not doing the right things with the information that they know. They have all this light in them, light being information, not goodness, Mm. light, but they can manipulate it. You know, so that's not really having a high level of consciousness is not always like the answer. We need to have consciousness with love. And the frequency of love is what keeps us all in check and keeps us unified as humanity and elevating together back into oneness instead of, you know, you're you're on your own, buddy, type of thing. And so I feel like the conversation around maybe not the frequency of love, I don't think most people would even call it that because love has been so misconstrued in, in human forms, but that conversation of how love can can be attached to the consciousness is happening and it's happening in really, really beautiful ways. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes you have to wake someone up before the love can come in. So we're kind of in that, that space Mm -hmm. where everyone's like, Oh my gosh, like, Whoa, okay. You know, we all need to go build our own gardens or whatever weird thing, you know, everyone is all panicked about, but we can't sit in that state forever. We're going to, because of just natural evolution, we're going to start looking for more meaning to life as many of us already are, you know, of course, but on on a very, very collective level, and that Mm -hmm. will vibrationally shift the planet in a really Mm -hmm. wonderful way. And then we all benefit because instead of 
a couple, you know, lighthouses trying to pull everything up. It's like, wait, we're all there and we mm-hmm. want all of us to be there. And it's amazing. And we're support heaven on earth. Like there's no mm-hmm. way to even explain what it's going to look like, but it is radically and beautifully amazing, but it is a choice. And I, I do believe in my woo-woo thinking of parallel universes. Um, we can choose to stay in one and we can choose to move to another by changing the channel. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we will witness this channel change in our lifetime or do you think it's going to be for our kids? Yeah, because it's not outside of us. It's This isn't something that's happening for the world and we're going to leave it behind. This happens instantaneously internally. Mm. So it's not, it's not something we need to wait for. It's going to, that's again, that's thinking of it humanistically. This is a vibrational shift and a vibrational shift happens. It can, at least it can happen instantaneously. Sometimes people don't even realize that they've moved Mm -hmm. into a different dimension. And then they're just wondering why things feel different, look different, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or it's just these minute, you know, shifts. Um, of course, of course we're witnessing it right now. It's just a matter of if we internalize it or if we hold it outside of ourselves. (gasps) I love this so much. I love this so much. What a beautiful, optimistic note to end on. I love that. Thank you so much, Mandy. That was so fun. I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> also, before we started this conversation with you, we actually listened back to our our previous episode with you. And it was really good. Like we're like, oh, this is this was really good. So, listener, if you enjoyed this. Yeah. Like go back and listen to our first conversation with Mandy. Both of them were in the show notes. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, it's like our conversations with you are they're really good. Yeah. Thank you. And I can't wait to have you back on to promote your new book. I know I'm so so excited to share more, but we'll we'll leave it to next year. Okay. That's so Mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you again so much for your time and your energy. Um, we, I want to say we always appreciate having you on the show, but I'm like, I'm setting that. This is the intention for the future. Yeah. yeah. Like setting this. this is going to be a pattern listener. Um, and listener, thank you so much for spending so much of your precious time with us. We always appreciate it. And as always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. There are literally millions of podcasts you could be listening to, and you chose ours. So thank you. If there was something that resonated with you today, this is your reminder to share it with someone you know. The whole point of OMJ is to inspire others to design their lives exactly the way they want it to be. No settling, no excuses. Our story can spread faster and farther if you help us out. We also love hearing from you. Send us an email, send us a DM, or screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. If you want more OMJ, visit our website at OurManifestationJourney.com where we have free downloads, our reading list, upcoming events and courses, and even where you can book your channeled session with me. It's delicious. Go check it out. If you want to take this relationship to the next level and be among other souls who are looking to connect, support each other, and evolve their manifestation consciousness, join the OMJ Facebook community. In this group, you will receive exclusive offers and have access to online live events. The music for this podcast is provided by the amazing and generous Bonus Points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the very talented William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. And we will see you next time on 
our manifestation journey.